in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians as we have been reading it. And each day the Lord is providing his words of wisdom, instruction, and guidance through, his, through the letter of St. to the first readings, and in this case, St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. As you know, St. Paul wrote this letter from prison in, in, uh, in Rome. He was under house arrest waiting for the final verdict to be given by the Caesar, because he uh, appealed when he was in Jerusalem. He appealed to Caesar because he knew that at that, moment, that time he would have been stoned to death. So he appealed since he was a Roman citizen. And of course, this is a time of Nero <coughs> in Rome. Nero hates Christians. He wants to blame them for all the problems. He had a political issues, problems, and he, he wanted to burn the uh, really ugly places, slums in, in Rome, as you know. And, and uh, what happened is he blamed Christians for it. But all the problems came to Rome. So it was a political solution, but, but initiated a huge, huge, as we know, persecution of Christians. So St. Paul is writing from Rome, and he wants to share the things that are the most important. He knows that it's not only the relationship with God and the, and the incredible call that God has given us to share in his life from the beginning, before even we were created, that he chose us, he made us. We were in God's plan. But then not only is the, the whole nature of, of reflection of who God is and who our Lord, the Father is who our Lord is, but also who we, who we are to be as Christians towards each other. And this is why what he's writing yesterday and, and today, and, and he'll follow through who are we in relationship to another? And today, he's underscoring that fourth commandment, the relationship between parents and children. And then he goes into what is called social structures, which is the social structure of, of, of the slave owners and slaves. Uh, and he wants to tackle that issue as well. But in every place where he touches, he always wants to make sure that we see it from the, from the perspective of God, from the perspective of divine revelation. So he wants to teach us how we are to interpret not only the commandments, but also how we are to see these commandments in action. And so today, um, he says very clearly, and he goes right back into the Ten Commandments, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is, this is right. And obviously, it goes the other way around, fathers, also how the parents are to treat children. But honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life on earth. Okay, St. Paul sees in the, uh, in the Ten Commandments, he says, every place else is you should not do this, you should not that. And here, the, the, the Ten Commandments has, has, a, has a type of a promise that goes with it. If you do this, this is what will happen to you. So if you honor your father and mother, why? Because that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life on earth. A very interesting promise that God made. You know, I, I think this is something that that is kind of missing when you say, well, honor your mother and father, but we need to have that second portion as well. Why? 
Why? Because there's a blessing that flows from that. So that's one. Number two is that immediately, fathers do not provoke your children to anger and bring them up with the training and instruction of the Lord. And this goes back to Book of Sirach, as Book of Wisdom. And so St. Paul goes right into another portion of Scripture, and then he speaks of sometimes when we have is, as we know, the, the, the relationships may not be that simple, maybe not that, but then he goes right into, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger and bring them up with the training and instruction of the Lord. It may happen, you know, and it may happen. And so for St. Paul, he sees that, that, that these things happen. And so therefore, in a sense, he's instructing us as Christians to, to, uh, to be mindful of this, to be mindful. How does fathers provoke children uh, to anger? Well, maybe being too harsh, being too critical, being too pushy, whatever it may be. Because, you know, uh, how, why people react the way they do is because of, of perhaps undue pressure. And, and so, so there's a reaction. And so, so St. Paul being as sensitive to this uh, relationship is, is making sure that, that we have that awareness. I have to say that, you know, I, I, I know that I'm many times already I said, you know, have a copy of the Catechism of Catholic Church. Uh, because Catholic Catechism uh, not only takes these commandments, but it shows the, the different sides of the commandment, the positive, negative, and also provides the deeper insights into, into, into each commandment. And so this particular one is, is in, you know, uh, chapter four, uh, the article four, this is the fourth commandment. And why honor your mother so that you may have long days, so you may have long, so that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God has given you. Um, and then the Lord Jesus himself recalled the force of this commandment. The apostle teaches children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And he quotes here, the catechism quotes St. Paul. Now the fourth commandment opens the second table of the Decalogue. It shows us the order of charity. God has willed that after him, we should honor our parents to whom we owe life and who have handed on to us the knowledge of God. We are obliged to honor and respect all those whom God, our good, has vested with his authority. And then it says, the commandment is expressed in the positive terms of duties to be fulfilled. It introduces the subsequent commandments which are concerned with particular respect for life, marriage, earthly goods, and speech. It constitutes one of the foundations of the social doctrine of the church. And then it continues, there's, there's many things here in, in this, in this uh, commandment, which the Lord tries to show us and is quite clearly expressed by the, uh, by, by the catechism. The fourth commandment is addressed expressly to children in their relationship to their father and mother, because this relationship is the most universal. It is likewise concerns the ties of kinship between members of the extended family. It requires honor, affection, and gratitude toward elders and ancestors. Finally, it extends to the duties of, of pupils to teachers, employees to employers, subordinates to leaders, citizens to their country, and to those who admin, administer or govern it. This commandment includes and presupposes the duties of parents, instructors, teachers, leaders, magistrates, those who govern all who exercise authority over others, 
or over a community of persons. And this is really, really wonderful express. I have to tell you that, that it's fairly lengthy, and this will take you know, 20, 30 minutes to read the section, just this particular section. But I, I, but, but I think the, the catechism wants us to know the importance of a family, importance of a family. Yes, there's a relationship between children to parents, but the importance is that, that you know, God has created human family as a, as a basic unit within a some human structure within human society. And we know today the danger that, uh, that families have been placed into by social sort of structures, you know, all kinds of ideologies, woke and other things, genderism and everything else that goes there, and it's destroying families, destroying families. And to destroy a family, that means you destroy society. That's, that's the simplest and easiest way to destroy human society and those who wish to manipulate, those who wish to create a society according to their own norms. And we know that, you know, the, the experiments have been done, experiments in the Soviet Union, experiments in other places, China, where, you know, any forms of communism took over. We know they experiment with families first and try to destroy destroy, take the children away from families, and then you try to manipulate them and slave them into a type of philosophies which are very destructive. This is what happens. The commandment protects it, protects the family, the, the importance of the family, but we ourselves here, as we live in this society right now, we really have to be very careful. And we know that this pandemic is turning out to be a, some form of blessing. Uh, because parents become more and more aware of what the, what the children are being taught. They're becoming more and more aware of, of the, you know, sort of ideologies being introduced into society which are anti-Christian in, in many ways, not just anti-Christian, but anti-human, because, because they're destroying individuals. You know, the, uh, no matter what, how the perspective looks like, but, but ultimately, uh, you know, uh, just these types of, uh, you know, gender dimensions where there's a gender, uh, gender dysphoria, you know, lack of our understanding of who the person is. But we are destroying children by permanently damaging them. You know, they may have been able to come, come out of it sometimes later in their life, and yet we want to make sure that, that as adults we do mistreat them under the, the proviso that we're caring for them. At any rate, the uh, the, the, the readings today, not only this portion of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, but there's a second portion, and that is deals with slaves and masters. Once again, St. Paul does not want to remove or to change the social structures, social fabric, but he wants to make sure that with his both slaves and masters, they have one master, God. And so whatever he instructs the, the, serv the servants, he says, be willing to serve uh, you know, and be willing to serve. Uh, don't, you know, don't cheat, whatever you call. And don't, uh, um, you know, knowing, uh, be willing to serve as well. Uh, and, and yet he says, he says to the masters, act in the same way towards your slaves. Stop bullying them, knowing that both they and you are, ma you have a master in heaven and that with him there is no partiality. So St. Paul wants us to, to kind of go deeper and to realize that the social structures, the way the definition of jobs are given to us, 
There are certain things that either masters or those who serve do not have, and that is they cannot hurt one another, they cannot destroy one another, they cannot harm in any way. But, but, but he, he, St. Paul, obviously through the inspiration of our Lord, through the Holy Spirit, raises these relationships to, to something that's even greater. You know, I remember, I remember one gentleman who was in charge of a huge corporation, and, and he, was, he used to say, we've got to cut the dead wood from every company, dead wood, dead wood. It's like depersonalized people. 10% of the, of the company has to be removed each year, because that's the dead wood. You know, th those words for me when I heard him, and I heard him speak, and I heard someone else, you know, it says, these are people. They might not be up to par, but, but the fact is that this type of, you know, approach, it just it was just sort of contrary to the very human, human uh, heart, you know, where God wants to develop this sensitivity. And this is, this is something like that. I think the, the words of God are, are addressed to, to those who have. And obviously there's, there's employees who, just like that, they cheat and this, this, they, you know, they may, they may be in need of, of kind of being challenged and perhaps removed, but that's, but that's a different story. It is, it's both, both who are aware of the incredible uh, nature of relationship of Christians towards one another, whether in structures, whether in, you know, in, in positions of authority, and not, you know, so whether there's also leaders of nations, we have this terrible war right now, and, you know, and justification for that war, and whatever it may be. But no matter what justification it is, there is a just war theory, which again, Christianity and Catholic Church have proposed, and there's very strict guidelines. It's, it's not, you know, it's not just because, you know, you, you feel like you should take over another country for whatever reason. And the means by which, the means that are being employed, again, the means are, are they're very destructive. And the last thing today is, is uh, our Lord speaking to us and wishes to respond to a question, teacher, teacher. And then another one is Lord which means that the person who is asking the question is a believer. Lord, will there be only a few people to be saved? Will only, two, will only a few people be saved? And this is the question that is coming to us. Will there be a few, very few people to, only a few people who will be saved? And Jesus says something, he doesn't respond to that. He just basically says, strive to enter through the narrow gate which means that because if you choose the wide gate, then you'll not be strong enough to withstand. He doesn't say that you won't be saved, but you won't be strong enough. Because if you start following the path of desolate living, then you say, well, there'll be time I'll convert at the end. There might not be time. And so the Lord says, you may not have the strength if you follow this, this path of doing whatever you wish to do. And then at the end of your life, you say, no, I'll, I'll choose something the right, because by then, you may not have the strength. You know, I, I, I watch sometimes people who are older, and I'm one of them, and, and you know, I watch, and I see that the, the you know, the, the, the type of 
uh, path of life that they chose, unless they really turn to God, it's going to be very hard for them to, 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 to modify their stance because that's what you hear and I see and I witness. So this is what the Lord says to us. He says, choose the narrow path. And what is that narrow path? As we know, fidelity to God, commandments. The narrow path is a path of, of care, caring for another, because in the kingdom of God, love is what makes a difference. There's no other path. What does love mean? Love, as Jesus says, those who love, they don't need commandments. Because, because the lo love already defines you what you should do towards one another. It defines. You, ca you care for them, because that's what people who love do. They, don't, they, they try not to harm, but anything else. And if that's not the path, then, then the, that's the wide, wide, uh, uh, wide path rather than, the, than the, nar the narrow that we are to choose. So commandments is sacraments. Is, is prayer, uh, reliance on God, helping, helping uh, one another, works of mercy. All those things are the narrow, narrow path by which it leads to, to heaven. So, so we don't have to worry about it. Of course, that's the path of, of faith, path of love, and path of hope. So, and the Lord here today is saying to us, you know, if you choose the other way, and then you say, well, we heard you. you were, we heard you were, you were preaching in our streets. We heard this. We even, you know, we attended a celebration of some wedding or something in church. And we, you know, we even shared that. That doesn't make, that doesn't make it. Because I says, the Lord will say, I do not know you. Because they, they have never developed a relationship with the Lord. And they've, they've never accepted his invitation to live a life worthy of him. So maybe then today, as we're in the sun's challenge, both by, by the first and second reading, but especially the second reading. And by the way, this theme of, of the uh, end times, as you know, we have four more weeks, uh, four more Sundays, and we have Advent already. So these four weeks, the church will remind us through readings of the end times and the judgment. Uh, so, so, these are already uh, type of uh, indications what will to come uh, as we begin the season of Advent. I can't believe it. It's four more weeks. Would you believe this? That's how quickly time goes. And we begin another liturgical season. And as you know, because the Lord wants to remind us, as human beings, we can't grasp everything. We grasp piece by piece, piecemeal by piecemeal. And so by the readings, emphasizing it's like take magnifying glass and seeing what's in this little portion and this is what we've done today looking at these readings so may the lord then who knows us and we he knows us so well let us ask him to to provide the grace of faith for our children and for children to take care of their parents in whatever way especially those who are in need let us ask the lord also to to guide our relationships with one another, instructing, because you know, all of you who are here are teachers and guides of others. You have the wisdom of God in you. You have understanding of, of what God is expecting us to do, despite our weaknesses, because you already have chosen him. You're here because you have chosen. You have chosen to follow the path, the narrow way. So we are invited to share this knowledge 
to share guide, the guidelines, instructions, so that others may also know why they need to walk the narrow way so in order for us to attain salvation and future glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.